This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And your favorite podcasts. Lester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Are you ready? I'm saying... Are you ready? Hello. 
Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How are we? It's uh, six o'clock, and uh, if you managed to get back from the match, I hope you got back safely. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. We are on Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group. We're on the old Twitter sphere at Leicester TID. And if you are on YouTube, it's Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you're not on YouTube, please pop over. And we're slowly, slowly growing. Um, but give us a tweak, tweak me, uh, me buttons, pull me sliders and do everything and uh, just sub to the channel we will be forever grateful i'm not totally with it today so please bear with me um a couple of hellos just to start jj you were in earlier good evening how are you i hope you're okay um just got in why the hell does he take vestergaard off with 40 minutes to go and bring evans on uh completely disrupted the back line and i truly and utterly hope madison is dropped after today were you there jj uh or were you Watching it or listening to it, um, yeah, I, I'm not. Vestergaard appeared to be playing really, really well, and I think as you've put there, it, it was for fitness. Charlie, good evening, sir. Uh, how are you, Man City fan? You're saying good performance from City today. Now you see, I would take that as Leicester, but Man City fans think they're the the only City, so I'm a little bit confused. JJ was down the KP, so JJ, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to come on, say so, we'll get you on, because like I say, I, I wasn't there. Uh, it'd be great to sell us, because it sounds like a great atmosphere and what have you. So, um, And it's looked and sounded like a good performance. We'll find out. It is Leicester Till I Die today. Post-match show with Chris, with Chris and, Brad and Brad on Leicester Till I Die TV. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. You know you made it, Brad, when you got your own jingle, don't you? Right. Definitely have, <laughs> mate. And I'm a bit confused because I believe if you're watching on YouTube, um, we are now monetized. So if you do would like to make a donation to the channel, I think it might allow you to. Let us know. Let us know if you can. Uh, TM, well, you did say that uh, it might be over. Boy, did you come crashing down 3-0 today. Um yeah, let's have a look at the results, shall we, first of all, Brad. A couple of surprises in there today uh, before we get on to our, our own match. Uh, yeah. Palace-Tottenham was probably, for me, the biggest surprise. Well, good news about that result is I went to one Palace on the long uh, LCFC League, so I got myself some points there. Bad news is I don't think I predicted it in the actual You, didn't, you predicted a draw. In fact, yeah. none of us on the prediction show, none of us, I've got to tell you, have come out with many points this week. No, no. I definitely a few surprising ones. It was one of them games, strangely enough, that I think was written on the wall. I mean, I heard that I think Tottenham had two players pulled out um, for whatever reasons, whether it was injury or uh, maybe something to do with the pandemic. It might have been. I, I genuinely don't know. I'm not being ignorant. I, I just, I know there was two players missing from the defence. Dyer went off early in the game. Ten men. If Palace don't win that game for me, then 
they're, they're doomed. So if you don't win a game in that situation, no matter who it is, mm. the signs were all there for Spurs to lose today. And I wish I'd have gone with it when I went with Watford instead. <laughs> Last week before. Arsenal finally getting uh, uh, some points on the table. Yeah, and a 1 0 win against one of the worst premiership sides I've seen in a long time. Come on. And I'm sorry, Norwich fans, but even against us, yes, you had your chances. Yes, there was a very late goal ruled out, but we were very poor that day and we made no qualms about it. That to a point, Norwich may have felt unlucky, but we, I stand by what I said about them. They were very poor and they've only just scraped a 1 0 win in all realistic senses of it. From, doesn't matter how dominant they were. Yeah. Norwich probably might be like us, being a bit hard done by, to be honest with you. And then we're looking at... Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I might as well have, uh, have just predicted everything <laughs> um, the other way, and I might have done better this week. Brighton getting a win away at Brentford. You and me both went for the Brentford win. Yeah, that buggered us up, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Hey, Brighton, they're obviously showing that maybe after grinding it out as boring as you can, they might actually have something working together. Either that or they've only got a few more wins left in them. But hey, a win's a win. Um, yeah. Probably a bit of a deflating one for Brentford. Um, I don't really know how the game went. I know, I think at half time there was only one goal scored, maybe two throughout the division as well. So Yes, yeah, at, it was very few at half time. Yeah, Match of the day is going to be a little bit boring. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the results there. I mean, apart from Man United's expected yeah. big victory and the early kickoff, all right, Wolves got a second. There wasn't many goals throughout the whole division, was there, mate? So I don't want to sort of give any spoiler alerts. And as they used to say, if you don't want to know, turn away now. But yeah. Ronaldo scored. Oh, now I'm sure. I'm sure it will be on Sky all night tonight. And in fact, I'm sure you know. According to Sky, the only game that was played today was Man United Newcastle. <laughs> but uh, and West Ham Southampton got the boring nil nil. Yeah, which I predicted. I think on both. Uh, you did actually. You did go for a draw with that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think I didn't get the score right on the long ball, but I think I might have banked it. I could be wrong. I probably am, but it's yeah, just nice. I mean, basically, um, yeah, basically, you and me went for a Tottenham win. We both went for an Arsenal-Norwich draw. We both went for a Brentford win. I'm not I'm not copying you again. I'll tell you, this is what happens when you do a cheeky copy like at school, isn't it? You know, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it is early days. We do know it is early days, of course, at the moment. Um, I mean, TM says they're still second. Um According to this, yeah. you're actually well. Yeah, you're fifth, but you're, I suppose, technically joint second. Uh, Leicester yeah, actually, yeah, I thought we'd have dropped down a lot more. We were, yeah, we're in ninth. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, um, I don't know what other fixtures are left going into the weekend. I'll be honest with you, this one's been a bit of a, a blur to me, so so to yeah. speak. I was so fixated on just this game. Which lived up to the hype from what I heard of it, because unfortunately I wasn't able to find ways to watch yeah. it. Um, 
Well, Chelsea so are playing Villa at the moment, and then we've got yeah, Leeds, know, Liverpool, and Everton, Burnley. Oh, right, Everton, Burnley. Uh, so, you know, could all change over the next case of 24 hours, I believe, table again. Um, yes, it can. Yeah, I don't think we can be overtaken. We can't be overtaken, though. Possibly not. No, no, but uh, but um, but did you did you get to 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 watch it then in any form? I got to use uh, LCFC radio, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But probably one of the matches. I don't ever I think I've ever seen this, but for a loss, I'm kind of gutted. I miss watching it because maybe it was the obvious LCFC bias that you're going to get with any you know radio station that works for a club, um, yeah. you know, or is run by the club in this case. You know, but it sounds like a hell of an effort by our boys. It really yeah. did. And it was pleasing, especially when you consider first up on a Thursday night is Nap Napoli, Europa League football returns, not just to King Power, but to fans. You needed a performance by all accounts for the majority of it. Did a really good job. It's just. Well, Craig said there, um, overall, he thinks it was our best display of the season. Ooh. It sounded. It sounded like a good display. What I'm going to do, JJ and Craig, you were both there. I'm going to just put the uh, the link in there. If anybody that was actually at the match wants wants to come on and just say uh, for five minutes and just give us an opinion, the links the links in the chat there now. Uh, not on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you've got to go over to YouTube or Twitter to to find the link. Now. Um, what did you think of the starting lineup? Uh, I mean, well, first of all, before going to starting lineup, let's look at Man City's starting lineup because we kind of knew that FIFA would bottle it, didn't we, and allow the players to play. The fact that that rule's been in there for however many years doesn't matter. Uh, it was always the case, weren't it? But even if they did get the ban, maybe Leicester would have got the goal with someone like Carson and goal. Um, who knows? But game game's not won on what ifs, is it? So no, it doesn't matter. They're still a good team throughout, no matter what lineup they put out. They're still very difficult to beat. And like I said, unfortunately, I had to listen to it, and not watch it, because my stream was just not having any of it. Um, it sounded like a very good performance, at least it, it encouraging, it, if not at times nervy when Man City were obviously clearly on top. Um. Hints of frustration in the second half. That goal did seem to knock stuffing out a bit. Players did look tired. But on the overall thoughts of the starting eleven, mate, I, it was kind of what we were hoping slash expecting with Vestergaard. Um, and obviously, I know we'll get onto it later and we'll discuss it more, but obviously very pleasing. People have to remember the occasion in football. Clearly, the plan was there. It was dead on the hour mark. He took Vestergaard off. And Evans, it's just cruel twist of fate that we then conceded. Don't give too much towards Brandon on that because that is just football sometimes. Yeah, I think it I mean, quite clear by the perfect minute at the sub. That Evans, that was all Evans, first, Evans first touch was a was a, was a block. Um, yeah, I mean it was good to see, there, wasn't it? You know, yeah. it's good to see. I thought Amati was unlucky um, yeah. to be dropped, uh, and Soyuncu was the one that was kept in. We'll come on to that in more detail later, but it was. Uh, Pierre obviously took a knock in the in the last games. I was kind of surprised to see him, but then when I thought, well, yeah, fair enough, uh, and Castagna seemed to have a good game. Bertrand, well, I think we all wanted him back anyway, didn't we? 
Um, yeah. Indeed, he till I mean, Tillemans seems to... I mean, I, when it comes to the uh, man of the match, I, I've got somebody in mind. If I, if I say that Alan didn't agree with me, uh, you, you, you will come on to it later. Uh, just again, Madison not having his best game. Vardy, unlucky. JJ said unlucky with the VAR just offside. But we did seem we did at times when we hit them on the break. It you know it sounded and looked like we were going to get you know possibly scare them a little bit. But my God, there was times when we were trying to build a brick wall in front of our goal. Yeah, and for the most part, we did a great job of putting a brick wall in front of them. It was really good defending. Um, by the way, you're making it sound your man of the match. I think me and you may be on the same sort of lines for, for who I have in for man of the match um, when it comes to it, just so you're aware. Um, I might change yeah. it then, because after you, after agreeing with you on most of the score predictions <laughs> this week... <laughs> I told you, don't copy my own work. I'm smart. I like my lead. I like my position where I am. I like to catch you up slowly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JJ, yeah, I suppose it, it, it can disrupt the back line, but then... It did, also, but it's always going to Also, you don't know when you make a substitution. Any, any substitution but is kind that, of going to be disrupt, disrupt isn't yeah. it? And, 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 and think of it this way, right? It was clear that he was only willing to risk Vestergaard for 60 minutes. Yeah. He didn't want to push him and have some centre-back knackered and then give Johnny Evans, who's been out for a while, 15 minutes to get himself right in amongst the action, which, of course, he's more than capable of being a good a, a good calibre of defender, he can get into yeah. it quicker than most. But still, that, that couple of minutes, was it ideal? Well, it needed to happen. But he's really done that on the 60th minute and gone, bang, that's just the making. I'm sticking to my tactical plan. That's the way I want to manage this game. Getting Evans half hour under his belt, as well as Vestergaard back. It's a double positive for Leicester. Had yeah. that been a harmless throw-in or a goal kick to Leicester when that sort was made, you might have been right. It did disrupt it. And unfortunately, that's a gamble he had to take, making it on the 60th minute. Because to me, that's a clear tactical uh, preemptive sub, given the minute. I, I agree. I, I'm getting worried now because I'm agreeing with you so much these last two weeks. I think I'm. Uh, <laughs> it's a haircut, mate. It's taking it, 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 it is. It is. You do it, look sensible now. So I think I can agree with you. Uh, yeah. But yes. I mean, you know, if he, if I, we all wanted Vestergaard back and he played amazingly, I mean, he was up for everything it, yeah. you know, from, what, from what we could hear and what I could see. And um, unfortunately, with what I was watching was in Turkish. So I was listening to LCFC radio like you were, but it was obviously out of sync. But um, he, he seemed to be having a good game. Um, if he'd kept him on, though, for the 90 minutes, and he'd had a recurrence of the injury, he would have been blasted for that. Yeah, exactly. And that's something, like I said, literally, all Leicester fans need to do is take a breath about the moment, think about it tactically as a manager's point of view, because we all profess to be managers here, don't we? All us us that have to watch it at home and can't always get to the games, we've been to the game. You're a coach, you're a scout, um, and and we're managing. Let's face it, I am as well. That's why we do these things, and that's why you guys interact, right? But the, that that was so to me personally, and people are going to disagree with me. That's fine. You're entitled to disagree with me and tell me I'm talking loony. But to me, just because of how purposeful the minute was, the sub was meant, and it was. Just, I, I, I say we have to see it as it is. We we saw them play. We saw them back, and I agree. Best of God had a brilliant hour for me. He had a brilliant, outstanding hour. 
And, and to be fair, the goal was one of them where you kind of, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun to get in there, Chris, but for me, the goal was one of them where you thought, oh, no. you was having a great game as well, weren't they? All, all of them. All of them had a great game in that position. And then it just happened to be that defender involved in it after all the trials and tribulations he's had in the performances, not just with Leicester, but with Turkey. It's him that it happens to bobble off or whatever it did and go to fall into practically open goal for Gundogan by the sounds of things. Yeah, that just seemed to our efforts, didn't it? It summed it all up where we're at. At, at the least moment. things are. These things are. We, we, I'm going to sound very sort of typical football commentator here. Is the fact that yes, it is. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and we've got to look with with the likes of Estegard, with the likes of Evans, Pierre. All these injuries, we can't bring these players back in, and we've got to ease them back in because we want them fit for a length exactly. of time. Yeah, you know, exactly. rather bring, yeah, and and any any change, I think you know, had we scored, how oh, had we let a goal in before the substitution, made the substitution, you, you can't, you know, it would have still disrupted the back line to a degree. Yeah, but yeah. you know, and and th- a lot of people are saying this. David's just commented this, and and other people were saying it earlier. Casper Costas, I mean, we know he, he, he saved us as well. Let's be fair. You know, yes, exactly. I mean, again, you know, yes, he had. We know his kicking is probably his his weak point, but overall, you put up with that because of the other ninety five percent that he gives us. I mean, that guy was to me. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to disagree with you here, David, and then we'll see whether which one Brad agrees with. But to me, he was a colossus because, again, listening to it, he was stopping everything that was going at him. You know, he was like he was like one of those sort of you know Sabutio goalkeepers on the end of a stick with the guy moving him up and down. He he was literally he kept us in that game. Yeah, he did. And to be honest with you, we have to either like it or lump it. It's not it's not a mystery. This isn't breaking news on Leicester Telegraph TV. Casper's kicking's been a problem since they joined us probably been a problem since the day he started kicking the ball out because mm. it's never changed yes he's got the odd assist when he's got it right but percentages wise he doesn't get his distribution right no so is that, is that, think, is right, that do you think that's the, the coaching team how long has he been here like you say he's had this some, problem since he joined some, us should we not have sorted it out yeah, but, a goalkeeper is it sortable no Sometimes it's just not. Sometimes it's it's just such a mental block you get stuck in it. My kicking right. was horrible. I had to turn my shin pad around to get the ball to that. I could kick it to the halfway line, but to go across the floor. I mean, I'm lucky I had my reactions about me as a keeper. It was the only reason I ended up being one tomorrow because I made a few saves on my own accounts. But I can tell you now, it's a mental block and he needs to figure something out. Where, whatever it is, he needs to find a way through it because clearly... The only other option is someone else takes it. And that clearly isn't an option in Brendan Rodgers' eyes to have had someone work on taking goal kicks for him because A, he would have done it by now and B, the reason I'm guessing is because it's taking somebody out of a position that enables us to attack quicker up the field, which at points we did today, but there were still some moments in play where it sounded like the urgency wasn't quite there mm. or it wasn't 
I mean, there's definite sounds of rust against quality still there that, that didn't help at times. A few slap passes throughout the game, but like like we've said and we've stressed it enough today, there was three players of concern: Vestergaard getting a full-ish return. Well, he did that; he got over three quarters a game. It was seeing Evans get some minutes under his belt, and minus his deflection with the goal that led to our defeat today. Sionchu had a fairly solid performance. And yeah. like I said, it sounded like very much all three of them, minus the goal, including Bertrand and Castagne as well, doing their work, as well as yeah. obviously as well as everybody else. But I feel like they sounded like they had a stellar game. So, you know me, Chris, I always say I never like to lose a game, but there's ways to lose a game. And from what I can gather, yeah. it sounded like a game that you gutted, but you go, you know what, if you're going to play like that and you lose, you keep playing like that, you ain't going to lose too many. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's what I get from that performance. I, I mean, yeah, there's, there is the it. performance and there is the result. Um, mm. And, you know, play, uh, playing well and losing, I'd sooner not do, I'd sooner play shit and win. But, yeah. um, you know... When you look at the games we've played this season, I mean, West Ham, we know we were just bloody awful. Yeah. We just got that totally wrong. But West Ham and Norwich, I think both games were lucky to get the three points. Here, we probably played better than the other two. And yes, we were defending for length, long lengths of time. And Man City probably overall did deserve it, if, if I'm honest with you, because they were the ones who were attacking. But when we did attack them, we we you know we looked dangerous. So, but for me, and Craig said it earlier, who who was at the match, it probably was the best performance. With matches coming up now for the next three weeks to a week, um, we probably needed the performance I, because it was Man City in the match that was probably where the result was a bit of a given. Yeah, I mean, it it was one of them. We it, you know Man City, whether you like it or not, you can say about them when they're not winning Champions League finals. They've won more than enough. No matter what you think of how they've acquired these players and your opinions on it, it it, it, it doesn't stand, you know, against facts of the fact that they've won these trophies and they've, they've won Premier Leagues. Mm. And I would probably say for 70, maybe even 80% of the Premier League, it's probably... A case of it's a free hit more times than not, and probably out of that eighty percent, I'd say maybe twenty percent really feel it as a combined unit, um, they actually have a real genuine chance of getting something from from Man City if their team turns up. And Leicester have done that over the few course of the season. Let's not forget we've had four two wins, five two wins, one two one wins. You know we've had good games with Man City. Yes, we've received it on the other end like five. 6-1 or whatever it was and you know we can beat 2-0 whatnot but we're probably one of that small percentage of sides outside the big boys as they like mm. to call them on sky but really feel they can get something out of Man City more times than they should if that makes sense yeah I think two things we've got to remember as well for me is one we were playing the champions of England we were playing yeah. the best team in the land, and there will be until they lose or, or keep the crown next season. So we were we doing that, and we went toe to toe with them. You know, we yeah. didn't. Arsenal let five in, 
you know, <laughs> teams have let, you know, we, they were they got a 1-0 win thanks to, and I'm not blaming Suyuncu for the deflection, because I think if it's a deflection, you can't, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. You, it's, a it's just cool, um, isn't it? It yeah, happens to yeah. when they got the deflection. That's all it is. Yes, yeah. Um, and do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not as depressed as I thought I would be. As they had, we lost three or four, but we went we went toe to toe with them, and yeah. I think we can take a, a, a lot of positives. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've already made a surplus about seeing the three defenders get um, minutes on the pitch and, and fall to a good standard for the time on the pitch. Uh, I definitely one hundred percent agree with Sonju of his deflection. It's just sods all his names on it. Um, mm. I was happy to see Bertrand in the team. Not that Luke Thomas has done anything wrong. Of course he's not. He's been brilliant. It was just happy to see yet again another player that, that could offer us something going forward. And it was nice to see the play. I'm going to have to say I stole it off um, uh, LCSD TV, but their commentator summed it up perfectly. Um, and he said, it was a real contest where you knew you were watching the Premier League champions take on the FA Cup winners. Like it, you, like it normally is, you know, you've got two very good teams that have two very good years in terms of success with, with silverware. Uh, and they played a game like it. It was like a real chess game at times. Yeah. You know? um, we've got that same. Let's bring, let's bring our, our, our answer to John Watson in. He was there <laughs> at the match. <laughs> good evening, Craig. Good evening, Chris. Hi, Brad. How you doing, mate? Evening, buddy. Best game we've played this season despite losing? I thought overall, yeah. I thought we, we gave a very good account of ourselves. We definitely, um, you know, we conceded a lot of possession to Man City, but then you know you're going to do that. Um, but when we had it, I thought we, we tried to get it down. I thought we tried to play. I thought there was a couple of weak links in the team, uh, which were surprising that he didn't address, to be honest. Um, but overall, I thought we we gave a very good uh, very good account of ourselves, and as I say, and better than the games I've seen so far this season. It did sound, and it, it take it. JJ says, "I don't know if you saw this earlier, but the new haircut's taken <clears throat> ten years off you." And that's great. I'm only I'm only uh, two thousand years old now. <laughs> so <I'm younger. laughs> yeah, but I mean, when I say. Brad and me were both listening to it rather than watching it, but it sounded at times like we were literally doing a Jose and parking the bus and literally was just, you know, they were throwing everything in the kitchen sink. And yes, we broke every now and again, but, you know, we were holding on at times. I think I, I think there was, there was probably periods in the first half, uh, I would say that was more so. Um, they had periods where they held the ball, and there was a there was one occasion where I think we made three amazing blocks. Different players threw themselves yeah. in front of it. There was a real desire to keep them out. The team spirit seemed to be there. You know, they were all they were all up for that game. Um, so in the first half, there was periods like that. But you know, you, you can't go chasing the ball against Man City because they will play around you. So you have to sort of suck it up a little bit and then just try and defend as well as you can and make the most of uh, of the ball when you get it. I've just heard um, Brendan's post-match uh, interview that he gave to Sky, where he was saying that uh, he thought we went a little bit long too early in the first half. We were looking for Jamie too early, so we gave possession back a bit too much, uh, which is probably you know a fair point. But uh, as I say, overall, 
I think we can be un- un- unfortunate, feel unfortunate that we didn't get yeah. at least a point out of that. Do you think? I mean, you 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 heard or saw the interview? Did Sky ask Brendan about Ronaldo at all? No, they didn't. No, <laughs> no, it didn't. No, that one. No, yeah. that was an interview where they didn't mention Ronaldo. No, no. <laughs> um, Brad, I'm going to really upset Brad now because I know he doesn't like this, but I, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, the stats from the game, and and I've I've taken him off screen, but I can still see him dropping his head here. But um, six goal attempts to their 25. And I think listening to it, and even Brad would have to agree, yep, that probably was uh, <laughs> was what it sounded like. Um, 32% of theirs were on target, but only 17 of ours. And I know that the only stat, but this is Man City we're playing. You know, mm. the touches there, they had, you know, 200-odd more than us, passes 200-odd more than us. It kind of summed the, the game up, but... You know, it does worry me, um, and I'll, I'll come. I will come to you, Brad, on this one first, because it it does worry me that you know six goal attempts. You know, and, and it's not just this game. In all of them, that we, you know, all four games we played this season, we've had, I think, the worst goal attempts. Yeah, but we won one nil. We got battered four one, but that was a whole different game in a whole different time zone for what it was worth. It was it was just unbelievable weird to watch a less performance like that against West Ham. And then we won two one against Norwich. The thing is that while we're not probably having the 14, 15 chances that we're expecting each game, um there was still obviously some concerns going forward. I mean a few players did look a bit tired near the end. Look like that goal really did sucker punch their effort a bit. I'm not going to lie, and we also got to look at it at um at Lutman. We got to look at him. I tried to say that all in one go, and it wasn't out of my brain. Um, look at he, yeah, he he played decently. I mean, when we had the chances, they were very clear cut by the sounds of things, and obviously by the. As a famous New Zealander said in the World Cup cricket once, by the barest of margins, Jamie Vardy was just offside, and who knows what that would have done if he'd have just stayed, mm. if he'd have just been the right side of play. It's one of them where, I, again, I I think we knew we was going to be in for a, a barrage of goal, but I think the percentage on shots on target tell you that it wasn't as dominant as it sounds. It's not like Casper Schmeichel was made into forced into twenty four saves. They weren't as clinical when they had them options as they were. And yes, in football, you're right, you look. But I think Leicester had earned that throughout the game by the sounds of things, Craig, because it was, like you said, there was that desperate energy about it, which I think I noticed in the pre-season games that I got a chance to see as well, is that they threw their bodies on the line. And in a game against a team like Man City that you could argue are a world above in their own little bubble uh, when they're on it, especially, that was a hell of a defensive performance. Mm. Very encouraging. I, I think you know. I don't think those stats tell the full story. I think that yeah. we made some poor decisions in terms of a final pass, which would have led to better chances. Um, and also, I'm trying to think. I can only think of probably one clear opportunity where they cut through us. Uh, and Ferran mm-hmm. Torres, um, who by all accounts, some idiot said yesterday was the one to watch. Um, he, I'm uh, going to take that out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he got clean through. 
uh, and it was a poor effort, to be fair. But that was the only time I can't remember anybody getting clean through us, which you know yeah. we've seen in virtually every other game that, that teams yeah. have got through us. We saw Traore get walked through us two or three times, and that wasn't the case. I thought um, I thought they all defended very well. I thought uh, fair play to Soyuncu. Um, you know he's come in for a lot of stick, and and he played very solid. Now he whether Brendan deliberately played him on the right. I, I don't know if he did. It's a it's a, probably a masterstroke because he's always played on the left, and I think he feels more comfortable on the left. So I'm wondering whether Brendan has told him to get back to basics. So by moving yeah. him to the right, where he's going to feel less comfortable, he's going to cut out all of those little Cruyff turns and God knows what well, because yeah. the ball's on his wrong foot. So all he had to concentrate on was defending, and and he did it fairly well. To be uh, to be honest, I thought he had a very solid game, and Vestergaard definitely gives us a new, uh, a different dimension because he plays he, the passes he plays are, are excellent. He plays straight balls between the lines into Tielemans, then onto Madison, and he definitely gives us a much better dimension when he's playing in there. So it was good to see him back. I, I, I know he said he got tired, but he didn't look it. It was surprising. Well, I was just going to say. Um... Vestergaard, we, we 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 mentioned him earlier, and again on the radio, he appeared to be having an excellent game. Yeah. Uh, Evans brought you know brought him on, uh, was brought on. Sorry mm. for him. We, you know, Brad and me both sort of maybe said that was probably tactical as much as anything, you know, because it was his. Because he hasn't played a full ninety minutes for us since he came. Um, He's and, not, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like he was. We were getting a chasing, and he was having to do lots of recovery runs. It wasn't like that. It was. Uh, you know, we we got behind the ball, mm-hmm. and and he looked comfortable. He didn't. Me and Scott yeah. sort of looked at each other, and we couldn't wonder, couldn't believe why he was being taken off because he didn't look tired. Whether he'd signaled to the bench or whatever, yeah. or whether it was predetermined, I'll give him sixty minutes. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what makes me think it was predetermined. That's why I've just assumed it must have been in plan that you're only going to get 60 minutes. We don't want to risk you regardless. And it's just one of them. We have got, like we said earlier, we have got six games in two weeks. (laughs) I think it was telling, though. It was telling, and just touched on before, about him playing Soyuncu on the right. Because even when Evans came on, he didn't switch them back. He kept Soyuncu on the right and played Evans on the left. So um, I, I'm, I'm assuming that it was a deliberate ploy. I, I can't imagine that Soyuncu is the sort of person that would make that decision himself. No. <laughs> but Brad, when we were, I was talking with Ant from um, Beyond the 90, uh, when we were looking at changing, you know, what we needed to change because, you know, the performances hadn't been brilliant. And we were both saying that we wanted to up front you know, we wanted Inacho back on. It worked so well, and we we're almost like, you know, we sacrificed Inacho as, as we discussed yesterday with Craig to, to to accommodate Barnes back in. People are saying Barnes not had the best of games. Is it time to go back? Because Inacho, you know, again, people have said Inacho looked good when he came on. Is it time to go and play that to up front? Because it didn't do us any harm last season. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, I think there will come opponents where Brendan will see fit to go with two up front where he thinks it's better to stretch them and have something like Piaccio. Maybe Dak gets a first start with Vardy, um, especially if he can score goals like he did on the training ground. 
Um, if that's the sort of confidence he's bringing to the pitch, I think sooner rather than later you're going to see um, Brendan change it up a bit. I don't think he's been adverse to that. I think he's made it clear from what we've seen with the tactics he used, like I said, in pre-season. Uh, he's going to go between them when he feels it's necessary. But if we're talking about one player who people might start saying is becoming a scapegoat now, I've seen some ridiculous comments about it, but I to a point can see their frustrations because, again, Madison, again, I only heard it on commentary, so Craig's got well, a better we're gonna, opinion. We're going to come on to Madison in, 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 separately in a second, right. Brad, so we won't go on, on to yeah. Madison yet. But like I can say, is, is Barnes... Do we need to drop Barnes and go to up front, or do do we stay as we are? For me, that if we had two wingers who were on the game, or let's not call them wingers because they're not wingers, wide players, that formation today would have worked well. What we had was all Brighton who didn't have the pace to trouble going forward. And for some reason, didn't really seem to be bothered about tracking back and giving Castagna any support on right back. So for me, I, I was flabbergasted that he wasn't taken off. Um, more pace down both sides would have really helped. So I think when Lookman came on, he looked to be troubling uh, Walker much more than Barnes had. If you'd have had Lookman on and even Pereira, who would have been able to offer a little bit of um, uh, defensive support to Castagna, I think that formation today would have caused them a hell of a lot of trouble, to be fair. Well, I'm going to come on and ask you now, Brad, because you were there. Um, JJ, who, who was in the comments, is basically... He's, he's not... He's not impressed with Madison today. Um, uh, I think that let's just bring his uh, his last comment up here. Um, drop Madison um, through Inacho and send Madison to Arsenal for free. <laughs> um, how 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 we change as, as as fickle football fans, all of us, and I include myself in that. Um, is is it time for Madison to be to be maybe rested? For for me, and as I say, everybody has their their viewpoint, and everybody sees a different game. But um, he saw a different game to me. Um, Madison didn't get on the ball as much as I would have liked, but when he did, I, I thought he was good. I think a couple of times his decision-making was a little bit off, to be honest, but he played a lot further forward. He was playing alongside Jamie a lot of the time. And if we get the ball to him quicker, and I mentioned this last night, Chris, your playmakers, most teams get the ball to their playmakers as quickly as they can. Mm. And we, we've been a little bit slow in doing that, but he was picking up better pockets today and he is the only player who plays on the half turn. Again, I said this last night and gets and looks to go forward. It wasn't his greatest game. He hasn't hit the levels that he they had done previously. But for me, this was a, a much better performance from Madison playing in that little pocket only just off Jamie. And as I say, if he had better support around him, you know, if you, you turn, you get on the half turn, you look up, you've got Jamie. And you look to your right and all Brighton's having a drink um, and Barnes is shattered after 30 minutes. I, I think it's harsh to say that Madison um, was poor. I, I thought, I will agree with JJ there that Inacho played well in that little role. Again, he looked sharp. Um, 
I think I think Brendan has has to find a way of getting in the players who are in form, and, and at the moment he's he's switching it all around just to um, to get Barnes in. But uh, your, your I, thoughts, Brad? I didn't I didn't think I didn't think Madison was as bad as uh, no. I've seen a, a few people say. To be fair, Brad, your thoughts on Madison? Again, it's hard to judge, being since obviously I only heard it, but it was very lively in the first half. Um, I didn't. Sound, nothing sounded like he did too much wrong. No worse than anyone else for giving the pass away or mm. or or letting the ball go in the final third. The thing is, and, and I know you said it in, as as fickle is it's it is quite a common thing with football fans, no matter who you support. Um, whilst I'm inclined to say that Madison didn't have his greatest game by the sounds of things, it wasn't maybe as active as we was hoping. Mm. Um, I think it's fair to say that James Madison and Tillemans' performances go a lot more scrutinised than others mm. because of the quality we know they're capable of mm. and what we have come expecting of them to deliver week in, week out. It's not always possible, but it is something that unfortunately I say that Madison's probably playing a vital part in our attack. And if he's doesn't matter if he gets the ball a bit laboured to him. People won't look at the ball being passed to him. They'll look what he does afterwards. And if he gets the ball and tries to take it a bit too early because he was expecting the pass to, to be a bit quicker and he gets it stuck under his feet and Man City get a chance to regroup, if Evans makes that pass, we'll forget about it. We won't be able to remember who made the pass to him, but we'll remember what Madison did with the ball. Yeah. And yeah. it's hard to replace that Especially when, and, and I, I have to agree with Craig, it sounds like Ineatra was on fire. Surely, it certainly sounds like he's showing no care to the fact that he's not being partnered with Vardy from the from the off. He's willing to do whatever it takes, and it's very good to see him, you know, yeah. be adverse as a shadow striker. Which I felt like that's sort of how he yeah. went about his business. I when mean, he came DJ off. Nick makes the point there. You know, if we played like that against most. Well, uh, most teams in the league who don't high press and control the game, we're going to get something, you know. And we have to say yeah. this is, like we said before, Manchester City. I mean, Craig, you know, we we know there's certain players that aren't there, and we know players that might 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 end up coming back. Who gets dropped when uh, Perez is fit? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm naughty, aren't I? I'm naughty. I know that's. I know that is definitely a, a pot stirring comment, Chris. So we'll uh, we'll just well, move no, on. No. Hey, My lawyers have advised me not to speak on the map. <laughs> it will be interesting to see that, and, and we're do, we're doing the uh, the the preview of the match uh, on Tuesday, Craig. It will be interesting yeah. to see who um, who comes in for the for the Napoli game. Um, I'd like to most, see Lutman start and shove him out, right? Yeah, most prolific striker in Europe towards last season, and he's on our bench. Somebody said this early uh, in the. I think it was in, was it in our might have been in our chat, Craig, but. Yes, we've got these players. Samari didn't make an appearance mm. today. You know, we, we've we've grumbled for ages as a club that we haven't had the depth of squad. We've now got the depth of squad, but the problem is you can't play. You can only put eleven players on the pitch no. at any one time. So if we'd have played Dakar, 
today against Man City and we'd have lost 1-0, Brendan would have probably got roasted because we know Jamie Vardy plays brilliantly against Man City. They just play in a style that suits him. And if you're going to start putting these, bringing these other players in, bringing Sumari in, so are you going to drop Tillemans? Are you going to drop Indeedy? You know, you, you, you can't just buy a player and say, right, until somebody's played bad, you're out. There's the argument possibly for the likes of Madison and Perez because they haven't been playing well. But we do know, do we not, Craig, that we're going to have a completely different team, I think, against Napoli. Um, I don't. I wouldn't have thought it would be a completely different game no? team. No, because I, I think you can't afford to throw this game away. You know, it's um, at the end of it, you want to top the group, and with the best will in the world, Napoli are probably going to be our strongest um, uh, opponents. I, I, I could see it the following week when it's the Carabao Cup. I think that will be a totally different team, and I think mm. a lot of those players will will get time. And I think if we were chasing the game today, they would have come on. But the fact that it was tight and we were in that game the whole time, even though we went a goal down, we still had opportunities. Um, I think you would have seen them, but I think it was just such a tight game. As I say, I think I think he made a couple of... I, I don't think Albright should have stayed on, but I think he made changes in other areas of the pitch um, to try and do it. But I, I said last night, didn't I, that it was almost a free hit you know, today, mm. uh, and he could have gone and made changes and thrown them in and see what they were made of. But I, I've got a feeling that this is probably a, a not a problem. This is something that Brendan hasn't had to deal with since he was at Liverpool to have a strong squad and then know how to manage it, you know, and give yeah. everybody the right amount of pitch time. So I think he's learning a little bit as well. So It'll be interesting to see how it goes over the next six weeks, I think. Brad, would you make changes against Napoli? I mean, you know, we're playing now, we're playing on Thursday. And if he doesn't make changes for Napoli, does this mean we're going to have to make changes for Brighton? You know, we, we, we've. what would you I do? Mean, I would, again, I'd pretty much read off Craig's cheat sheet over there because he's thinking exactly what I was going to say. And that is that I don't think there were too many changes. Might see Lukeman probably come on. I think he'll, you know, I didn't think I heard Mark Brighton too much today, if I'm being honest. I've got to agree with Craig. It sounded like a non-Mark performance. You know, I didn't really hear him, and that's not usual. You normally hear him a lot when he plays. Um, so I think you might see Lukeman maybe come in on the right side if he uses him. I know he prefers to play on the left and Brennan wants to use him there, but you might see natural changes for the game at the weekend. Uh, you might see Ndidi come out for Samore. You might see Daka start, but I wouldn't suggest it's going to be a two up front. Uh, I think he'll very much play with a one against Napoli. They're about the only changes I can really see happening. I, I, I don't think he'll want to mess too much or rush people back. Yeah, Craig, um, I appreciate that you've got to go in a second. So I'll ask you this last question, uh, and then I'll, I'll let you go. So I, I, I'm sure I got you a cold pizza last night. Don't want to do it two nights in a run. Uh, Brad mentioned in there quickly, Luckman um, mm. had a couple of chances when he came on, looked live or sounded and, and looked on the screen lively. He did. I mean, his first touch would have been a goal uh, if Edison hadn't got out to him quickly, to be fair. I think what Luckman 
is giving uh, Brendan is the option to bring Barnes off the bench. You know, and that's probably what Barnes needs. If he can come into a game when defenders are a bit more tired, um, mm. and the minute while he's getting his uh, fitness back because he, he looks shattered. He's not giving Brendan the opportunity to leave Perez on the bench. <laughs> I'm going to get your thoughts on this. I really am. I mean, I'm going to keep asking He's strengthened the team because he... I, I'm not as much of a, as a, as a, of a Perez hater as, every, as a lot of others. I won't mention names. Because, again, I think he's somebody a bit like Madison. He's a bit like Madison that I think you need to get the ball to him quickly. He takes up pockets of space. You get the ball to him, I think he can do something. If not, they're closed down and he's not strong enough to be able to ride challenges. Um, but I think he's brought the players in to be able to make a difference. As I say, I think Barnes would be a lot um, better option now coming on for 25 minutes at the end and, and Lookman starting, to be honest, because he looked very lively. Craig, thank you so much for coming on straight after the game. Go well, get your buddy. food. Like I said, don't want you to have cold food two nights running. I'll see you on Tuesday night. Yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot, Craig. Take care, care bud. Cheers. cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Right, I'm going to come back to a point, to this point, because I'm sorry. I agree that when we buy these players, like I said, it's very difficult because you can't just buy a player and put them in. Yes, I guess, I guess if it's Lukaku, I guess if it's um, Ronaldo, there's an excuse for winning that. But for the players that we'll be looking at dropping, if they're not injured, like I said, you know, can you just drop Jamie Vardy? Can you just drop Indeedy? The problem is, for me, the point Craig made there, and I would have asked him, but he's got to go, is we think there'll be changes for the Millwall game. Are we play? Are we paying twenty odd million pounds for players to come on and play? Are they a third tier team in the fourth rated competition that we're in, or have we brought them in to give us something to change? And can Vardy play today, Thursday, and Sunday? Well, firstly on Vardy, no, he can't. That's why I think I think see, that's the problem because. Leicester are now competing on four fronts. They're competing in the Premier League, right? Not for the title, but they're competing in the Premier League for a European spot. And obviously, after two years of finishing fifth, target's four. It's going to be difficult, but either way, Leicester are competing in it. They're competing to defend their FA Cup. They competed in the Community Shield, won that, just reminding everybody. You know, the Super Cup. The English Super Cup, sorry. I, it. It. I didn't react because I had no idea what the Community Shield was. Yeah, see? <laughs> We're in the Carabao Cup and Europa League. So, oh, I just, I'm just reminding Man City fans that we have beaten once this season and won a shiny little yeah. shield for it more than taking it. But on competitive, you know, from a season off, we four competitions. And now we have to make the step up, not just in quality that we brought in depth, Chris, but we have to make the step up and manage these players as well as the competitions to the best we're capable. I think your Carabao Cup side will be your Dewsbury Halls, your Hamza Chowdhury's who we were still looking to get rid of at deadline day um, by all accounts on a loan um, for him. You've got to give these players the minutes they're in the first team for because A, you're never going to see Hamza maybe find a new club and get a fresh start away from the club which he clearly wants and a club clearly want for him in some manner. 
Um, you're not going to see... There's no point having Jules Bihorn in the first team if he's not going to get game time against the likes of Millwall. And you never know in the Europa League, Chris. We get off to a great start against Napoli and win our two home games and, and nick a win from any of the away games. That's borderline top. There's definitely qualification, if not borderline, you're fighting for the top, aren't you? And if you can do that, then these players might get the game time, but they're not going to play in the Europa League if they don't play when they're very available to. Vardy won't play in the Europa League, he'll play Saturday. So Dakar might come in. That's probably where you see Dakar. It might be in the Acho, but I'm sure at some point you'll see one of them's got to start, so one of them's got to come off because Dakar won't be going for 90 minutes unless it's two up front. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see Ndidi getting um, the rest because Samora is that calibre of player that can play in the Europa League game. Do I see Samora or Samore or however you pronounce his name? Apologies. Do I see him playing in a Carabao Cup tie? No, because I've just told you I've seen Chowdhury yeah. and Jude Hall play there. These players will get their chance, but they have to get the minutes to get them chances. And when you play some full competitions, Yes, I want Leicester to play their strongest side in every competition. It's not physically possible because the players are human, but we still put out the best side we can in every competition. I believe that with Rogers anyway. His yeah. intention is... I'm, I'm really, really, not. really getting worried that I'm agreeing with you so much here. But yes, I do. And and yes, I mean, you know, it looks like Mendy's not going to be turning out for us at all before at least January if you know and even then if nobody gets injured he's not in either squad yeah. um I believe Chowdhury's in the Premier squad I'm not sure but yes I agree with you those are the players that should be um playing like they say the Dewsbury Halls the Luke Thomases who wasn't even in the yeah. uh, in the squad today um the, 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 and you give returning players a chance yeah, as well. You can even Danny Ward, play. to be honest with you, in in yeah. the in the sorry in the Caribou Cup in the um, Europa League, you've got two players, Samari, you've got Daka, who are used to playing in Europe because that's where yeah. where they, where they obviously have come from. And you know, you look at Tillemans. You know, Tillemans played really well today. By all accounts, had a fantastic game, but. He must be absolutely knackered. You know, he, he he'd hardly had a summer off because he was in the Euros. Um, yeah. You know, so he needs to be rested. And I can, I would like to see Samari probably come in for Tillemans. All right, we, we might lose something, but he gives us that extra strength in midfield. And Tillemans, as I say, as a, you know, uh, you know, you played football. You know, if you're tired, that's when you're going to get more likely to pick up an injury. Yeah, granted, that's very true. You are more likely to put them injury in. And like I said, it probably won't be astronomical changes. Um, it may be, like I said, it might be a case of what happened today, where at the hour mark, or maybe even at half time, if it feels it's necessary, depending on how the game's going, um, subs will be made at around that time. I can't see him giving someone like Dakar 10 minutes. I'd be a bit disappointed if he only got 10 minutes in the Europa League, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think that's a competition where that's where you'll you'll get from the Europa League. You'll get the players like Samore and, and Dakar and, and, and Lutman that go. This is why we want. This is why you all need to be on the top of your game because yes, Tillemans, you'd assume on his performances in recent weeks, 
unless Samore scores a hat-trick or something like that, or something amazing happens like that, you're going to struggle to find yourself displacing him after one performance against the mm. opening few games of the season. But if you do that week in, week out, then you're going to see more rotation. I, 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 I think you're going to see a lot more. Once everybody's back and fit properly, like, like we've seen today, again, big positive, Evans and Vestergaard got an hour and 30 minutes, and 30 minutes on the belt, belts, respectively. That was great to see. If we can keep this going, we can keep it, we're going to have a hell of a team going into every yeah. competition because yeah. the youngsters get their chance in the Cups as well. Yeah. Which they need. Roy, Roy says there, Craig, Craig talks, talks a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> he, talk, he talks a lot of sense as well, and and I'll say that because he's not here. But I will, if I, you you know, nobody clip this and send it to him because I will never say to his face that he talks sense. Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a, a very a very quick break, and we'll come back and we'll round things up. Uh, we'll briefly touch on Napoli, and then we'll sort of looking at who who we were picking as our our man of the match, as they say. And we'll be back straight after. It is Leicester Till I Die. Don't forget, guys, YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. Get over there if you're not on YouTube already and uh, subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, if you want to support everything we do here at Leicester Till I Die, you can super chat us and make a donation. Everything is um, gratefully received and I can stop buying me beans at Aldi and at least move up to Lidl at the moment. <laughs> so uh, thanks a lot. As I say, any donations gratefully received. Um, are we building Napoli up too much? Because, I mean, if they were all that, they'd be in the Champions League. Yeah, well, if we were all that in our last few games of the season, we'd be in the Champions exactly, League. Exactly, exactly. You, you know, you're in the same competition as the opponents you're drawn out against for the exact same reasons. You weren't quite good enough mm -hmm. to be in the Champions League or you didn't do enough in your qualifiers to stay in the Champions League. But whatever reason you are in... Europa League, not Champions League. I would say Napoli are one of them when you think Europa League, you say if they're in it or the obvious giant killers of this competition, Seville, you know, we know how to beat Seville, but apparently no other stuff can when it comes to these competitions from the English teams. But hey, oh, but they're the names that you think of are going to be red hot favourites for this ones. And then obviously, you, depending on who it is that drops down from the Champions League if they get through their playoff, which is how it's done, if you finish second, I think Napoli are probably, the, if you want to say, in the Italian corner, one of, if not the favourites on the Italian league to potentially go all the way and win the competition, if you're being realistic. With the calibre of players they've had over the years and what I believe they still have, mm -hmm. I think if we can topple Napoli, um, Obviously, if we finish second by doing that, it'd be a bit bittersweet. But if you can start your campaign off with three points against Napoli, that's a big statement going forward. And, and it not just would it boost up what we feel we've missed out today in terms of getting a result against Man City playing well, but if we continue that in the Europa League and get off to, even if it's a draw, 
if we get something from Napoli, I fear for our next couple of opponents in regards to the league and Europa League, because that's a statement worth making if making one is is, is, yeah. is a possibility. Now, coming back to the match today, um, as you know, straight after the match, uh, Alan very kindly texts me over his man of the match and his player and manager ratings. And he doesn't get he doesn't get any time to, you know, go away and think about it because he's got to try and get a signal and then while he's walking back to his car, text me. Um, so he doesn't get a chance to either calm down or whatever, like like we do here. We, we come on an hour or so after the, the final whistle. And normally I agree with him, but my man of the match, and to me, I th- you know, I, 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 Tillemans, I thought, from what I could see on... on, on um, on the the stream that uh, that popped up on my screen that I didn't search for at all, but the stream that just happened to pop up on my screen, uh, what I saw on that and listening to on the radio, I was I was very much thinking three players for me: uh, Tillemans, I thought sounded like he'd had a really really good game; Schmeichel for just for keeping us in it for for so long. Uh, you know, you you could have say thrown the kitchen sink at him and he would have caught it. He would have then kicked it out, obviously, as he as he played it out. But he would have uh, he would have caught it. But I think from what I could hear, what I thought, Vestergaard for me would have been my man of the match. And I've got to be honest with you, to me, a game isn't always about attacking it is about holding on sometimes and we were doing that at times you know we were we were defending like you know the um Custer's last stand you know and, and yeah. city with the uh, the red indians coming round us and i i i would have gone slightly different so it's not often i disagree with alan um but i would have gone Certainly, Vestergaard, man of the match. But sorry, into a you know, we said he, he didn't do bad, but it was Vestergaard for me. And I would have probably gone seven or eight for the team, even, and possibly seven for the manager. What about yourself, Brad? And if anybody's listening, who is? Oh, sorry, listening, watching. Who was your man of the match, and what would you rate the the manager and the team? Let us know. But Brad, do you agree with um with Alan, or are you like me, different ideas? Um. I'm under the impression from what I heard, it's very hard to disagree with someone who went there compared to only being yeah. able to listen yeah. to it. But I feel like from what I've heard and what I've expressed today about my feelings of the match and the comments down below suggest that I'm on the right sort of you know, wavelength as people that went to it. I would say that Alan's been a bit harsh on the ratings. I, I think I'd agree with you. I'd at least think in both sevens. Um Sionchu probably needs to be given man of the match from the less perspective. I think, even though he can't help a deflection, um, I, I need to see the highlights to see exactly what happened. Um, I think he needs it though because that would have still done him in. He'd have been going on for F's sake. Give me a break. I have a good game and I still get something unfortunate happen to me. Um, um, but. I'm actually, this is why I thought it was on the same way, but, but mate, every time I heard Vestergaard's name, he was blocking something, he was making a last mm. tackle, he was clearing the lines, he was getting his head on it, he was heading it towards goal. I've never heard us have so many corners when he was getting forward and someone actually got on the end of it. And I don't know if I had anything to do with the fact that people, different players were taking it from the normal Madison, taking throw-ins, free kicks, goal kicks, at, at, 
penalties, bloody, I don't know what else. You know, last season, it felt like he had every responsibility under the sun. Um, I'm guessing that's played a part with the better deliveries to the box, but he was everywhere. Yeah. And had he been fit enough, and, and I still stand by what I say, I think it was preempted. He was only ever going to get an hour um, to give Johnny Evans as much time back to improve his fitness and get back up to the pace as well. Um, I, I, I think. I, I think players could have played for another 20 minutes. Yeah. It could have been a late goal, and I still would give it best to God saying that they played longer and did more on, <laughs> you know, had more time on the pitch. But there was I a do, lot I do of wonder, Sorry, I do wonder if people do like the new me and you and the fact that we seem to agree on so much these days. I don't know, mate. It's a bit weird. You know? <laughs> Anthony, good evening. Um, Arsenal fan, you're more than welcome. We uh, had our first win today at Arsenal, but we're nowhere near Leicester at the moment. Really? I thought that, um, but, you know, you were queuing up for Madison. But anyway, no, let, let me let me not bring that up again. But what I will say, Anthony, is that we... Credit where credit's due. We we have been having like a daily Arsenal when we have been taking the piss out of Arsenal. The other night, I did suggest that if Arteta lost his job, that he could be, you know, a host on a BBC quiz because, you know, he's pointless. And, you know, we, it has been easy. That said, I think today, I can't do it. I can't do a daily Arsenal today. Um, Brad might like this one. I've got to do a, a daily Spurs, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the table, Crystal Palace, three <sighs> nil. Honestly, Tottenham. What are you playing at, Eduardo? Mate, I mean, oh, people were saying, and I know it's only one game, and I don't buy into this, but a lot of oh, people say, "Oh, we should have bought Eduardo. We should have bought oh, Eduardo." Yeah. Um, he wouldn't have been playing. Anyway. He wouldn't have been playing anyway. I didn't. I didn't look at. I didn't look at the comments, or I didn't look on Facebook for anything, because I, I knew even if they're just trying to get a stir out of people, there's going to be people up there that have said, "Oh, we should sign Eduardo," because I laughed when I saw him score two goals. I went, Oops! So I'm just jokingly, because we haven't seen Patson Daki yet, really properly, yeah. and obviously people yeah. wanted to see him, and he, he nearly came to us, and there was some stupid clause they wanted or whatever, yeah. but. It's two goals against Tottenham. I mean, Tottenham are, are quite good at bottles, aren't they? So, you know, <laughs> I think that I'm sure they'll enjoy their August DVD where they nearly won the league and, um, and can have the manager of the month yeah. trophy. In, in fairness, in fairness, they were top of the league Spurs longer this season than they were last season. But yeah, that was it was an international break. Yeah, but now and now to do another documentary out of it, doesn't yeah. it? Stretch that yeah. out over six parts. Anthony, were you not watching Arsenal? Because we played at the same time, but you've given manager seven, team seven, man of the match, Michael. I mean, Michael, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't argue with Michael because, like I say, he was like literally like the Hulk in the goal there, just batting everything away, you know. But uh, so I think we, I think looking at today, just to kind of sum sum it up, is the fact that wasn't the worst performance unfortunately the result went against us which you know let's be honest with you it, it, they, they won't, we won't go the season unbeaten and Man City was probably you know at nil-nil and getting later and later I was asked by Man City uh, on a show last night would I have take, taken a draw at that point and I said yes I would and um, 
I was thinking, oh, we may we may get away with this, but it is Man City, so we move on. But it was the performance for me. Yeah, and that's the sort of performance. If we can produce that performance rather than the you know, the, certainly not the West Ham performance, but even the, the Norwich performance, you know, they they were lucky, if you like, you know, VAR came to, to our rescue. But games we've got coming up, Brad, and I say we, we do know there's, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. We've got Napoli on Thursday, and then we've got Brighton, Millwall and Burnley. I mean, to me... Would I take a draw against Napoli? At this point, yes, I would. Um, Brighton, I think we've got... And I know Brighton are doing well, but it's still Brighton. I think we've got to go and win, beat Brighton. We should be beating the likes of Millwall, even if we're putting sort of not our first team out. At least Ben Chilwell hasn't got to be scared because he's not playing for us anymore. So he can uh, he can be big for Chelsea and, and, and not be scared at Millwall. And then we should be beating the likes of Burnley, should we not? Yeah, to be fair. I mean, Brighton's going to be tougher than everybody's expected. They've just beaten Brentford. And I think that's their... I think you said that's their third win of the season. Mm. As if they've got three wins out of four games. Um, so they're better off than those in points already. So it's not going to be the easiest of games. Um, but yes, I would expect us to get three points there. Uh, and then I'd expect us to... You know, I would expect us to beat Millwall because um, it's not a player that he probably could bring in that I think would concern me, which is a good thing. I don't think there's anybody on that bench that I'd like to look at, even if he put Benkovic in the defence, that I would say I'd be cons- overly concerned that we might have banana skin. I'd, I'd be had faith in us getting through that game with some ease. Well, now I've jinxed it. So it's my fault. Yeah, I'll you have. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut that and stick that with your North Macedonia. Yeah, Macedonia file. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, Burnley. I, especially because it's at home, you're gonna be disappointed. If you don't come away from that. Yeah. But you know, you're only as good as your last performance, and if we can match the, the performance going into Napoli, and then the domino effect of that performance stay stabilizes because the team's in high spirits, then. I'm just going to know why we can't win them all. No. We, we do say football is all about opinions. And it's what I love about the game. I mean, not I say quite often we have different opinions. At the moment, we just seem to be agreeing with each other a lot. But on the BBC website, you can go and you can mark the players for, for their performance. And the Leicester fans had, although you don't know if it's all Leicester fans, of course, but you presume it is. Leicester fans have got Schmeichel as our man of the match. Um, Second is Vardy. Third is Tillemans. Fourth, Barnes. Fifth, Indeedy. Sixth, Albrighton. Seven, Vestergaard. Eighth, Inacho. Ninth, Madison. Tenth, Luckman. 11th Bertrand, Soyuncu 12th, and Castagna and Evans at the bottom. Now, you know, there is this, did we all watch different matches? And Craig said that earlier about Madison. Um, and I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying this is what you, you I love about football is that, you know, yeah. we just don't know, don't know uh, what each other is thinking. And it is about opinions. And obviously... None of us are right, none of us are wrong, because that's what they are. Like, 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 like holes in your bottom, we've all got one. 
Yeah, that's um, so very much. A lot of us, a lot of us talk out of it as well. Brad, yeah. thank you very much for joining us. Um, no worries, been good as always. Do you want to come on and do the post Napoli match? Um, it's going to be a late one, so I'll leave that with you. Yeah, I I will let you know. Let me know on that, that one, yeah, because it will it will be a late one. So it's European football up next, eight o'clock, and I'm going to go off and I'm going to get ready, do everything because we've got a slightly important tennis match this evening when we can all. Uh, all get behind the um, English stroke forward slash Canadian. <laughs> Don't you think? Uh, two years she was in Canada, but apparently she's English. Brad, thanks very much, mate. Um, no performance was there. Unfortunately, the result wasn't. Take care, mate. Yeah, and you, mate. All the best. Cheers now. Thanks a lot. Thanks to everybody for joining us this evening. Yeah, wasn't the, wasn't the result we wanted. It was the performance. Uh, we got the performance back. We seemed to do well against the, the bigger teams. Um, what does that say about West Ham? I don't know. But look, you know, um, <laughs> Anthony, I've just seen this. Sorry. Or would you swap Indeedy for Zaka plus cash in the January window? Uh, I'll tell you what, come back with Saka and a bit of cash, and then we'll talk business. I'll leave it at that, okay? And, um, Madison was poor, Facebook user says. Apparently, Craig was at the match. Didn't really see that. But like I say, we, we've all got opinions. We've all got opinions. And, you know, none of us are more right than anybody else. I didn't hear him mentioned a lot, but does that make him a bad player? I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I was listening and watching it on, on screen. So, guys, thank you very much. We're going to be back um, tomorrow night and when we'll be speaking to a Man City fan. And he will be giving us his thoughts on the game and uh, whether he thought they deserved it or not. Um, we are then on Tuesday. So that's at 7 o'clock on Monday. Tuesday at 7 We've got the prediction show. Um, and on Wednesday at 7, we've got the European preview show. So the preview show is on Wednesday at 7, and we obviously play it on Thursday, the post-match after that. On Tuesday, it is the prediction show. And we've got Simon from Premier Hotspur TV uh, coming in. And let's hope we can do better than we did this week because we didn't get many right at all. Guys, stay safe. So watch match of the day and let us know. Uh, send us a message. If you want to come on, you're more than welcome. You get me, you get Brad, you get Craig. We all talk. But anybody else is more than welcome to come on. All you've got to do is stick a message in the chat and, I, and I'll send you the link. That was Leicester Man City. Have a good weekend. Goodbye. <laughs>
to an end. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.